Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, joined by Troy. How are you, Troy, on this sunny Saturday? I'm all right. I'm all right, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Are you? Are you sure about that? I don't. Um, sound I, like you're doubting yourself there. I, I feel a little bit under the weather. I'm not quite sure what it is. I just feel a bit, eh. But nothing that like a lunchtime beer won't fix later. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lunchtime beer is the solution usually. <laughs> um, well, should we should we just get in, get on on with it because it's a big it's a big boy. Um, it's a big boy. It's our Raw and SmackDown crammed together review because we don't want to review both individually anymore. Because <laughs> fuck Raw, um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Before before uh, we do start though, um, if you want to tell us what you thought about both shows, you can find us on social media over at. Untitled Wrestling on Twitter and Discord, or Untitled Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. So yeah, let's get into Raw because, oh boy, um, I just want to get that get it over. With. <laughs> uh, so it opens with Mason T Bar still without their masks, thankfully, but yeah. with face paint, kind of like I was getting kind of like Legion of Doom vibes off them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. Just don't fuck it up, WWE. Mm, um, I mean, you know they will. I mean, they've already got, got them called Mason T-Bar, so they're, they're fighting a losing battle there. But, <laughs> they're, they're already on the back foot. <laughs> they're, already, they're already struggling. Uh, yeah, so um, they say that Drew McIntyre faces extinction, but as I say, very like LOD Ascension vibes going on. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully more LOD than Ascension, or if, if it's going to be Ascension, NXT NXT Ascension, Ascension. yeah. That's good. Um yeah, so it goes backstage, Drew and Braun are arguing. Uh, Braun says he'll beat them on his own. Um, comes out, says it's a handicap match. Um, throws T-Bar around, makes blind tags in. They double-team Braun, and uh, Braun wins by DQ when they refuse to break the five count. Drew comes and makes the save. Oh, look, we've got a tag match now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mace and T-Bar then double-team Drew. Uh, Mace hits like a really cool-looking sidewalk slam. Mm-hmm. Um Drew fires up on T-Bar. T-Bar tries for, like, I, I don't know what he's calling it now, but it's basically feast your eyes um, yeah, yeah. on Drew. But Drew reverses it and hit into a future shot, which looked awesome. Um, Braun goes for the Strowman, Ex- uh, Strowman Express. Needs to stop doing that. Yeah. Really needs to stop doing that. It's ridiculous. At, this at least he put the TV. sound effect off. Wow. Yeah. There is that. Swings and he roundabouts. Does, he, he, does, he does run like a cartoon character, though. Um, <laughs> you just need the Benny Hill music. Yeah, I'd, right. I'd take the Ooh. Benny Hill music over train noises at this point. I'm surprised, but you mean you haven't done that yet? Or a theme of Mario Kart, like they did with um, the Nexus <laughs> getting chased off that time. Um, yeah, so uh, Drew accidentally clotheslines Braun as he's doing it, um, and then they win by uh, countouts. Uh, Mason T-Bar because apparently Drew McIntyre clothesline and Braun and then pausing for a long period of time kills both of them off 
Uh, yeah, just fucking pointless. Braun hits a running power slam on Drew after the match. Um, and then after that, Drew goes up to goes to Adam Pierce's office and requests a match against Braun. Pierce like says, "Yeah, that's fine. I'll do that. You're the boss, Drew." Um, but yeah, I'm just don't really. I care mean, about we this. we pretty much saw this match last week already. Yeah, so I I don't get what this did. This didn't really further anything for me. No one gained anything from the, the yeah, shitty finish even, or the count out or that's it. Like Mason T Bar got two wins, but they weren't they weren't they wins, wins, were they? they were just, yeah. What's the point? Yeah. I mean, the mm. only positive to come out of this is that Mason T Bar are getting some more T V time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, true. that's it, really. Drew yeah. was always gonna get the rematch against Lashley. I'm not really overly happy that kind of Braun is worming his way into that. I just don't give a shit like. about Braun. I don't really, at this point, I don't care about him. So as I say, yeah. the only the only thing positive out of this for me is Mason T-Bar. Agreed. Yeah. Um, anyway, then, speaking of things I don't care about, we get Miz, Morris, and Elias, and Jackson Riker all in the ring. Um, Fucking why? For Miz TV. <laughs> uh, Miz hypes his WWE 24 documentary and then Miz and Mrs. as well. Uh, they do the same thing of taking credit for Bad Bunny again. Um, this time, selling out was tour. They then say that Elias says the musical uh, genius is unlike Xavier Woods. Um, and they perform a really shitty acoustic version of Hey Hey Hop Hop. Christ. Um, yeah, Priest Music hits. Um, he says he wanted the best seat in the house, brings out the new day. Um, Woods has a guitar case he puts it on like the apron and opens it up and it's full of tomatoes and then he pelts the heels with tomatoes <laughs> um, and Adnan absolutely loved this <laughs> he was fucking made up he loved it he loved the shit that, so maybe, maybe that's why he's got a job because Vince like has the same sense of humour as Adnan a uh, child yeah <laughs> Adnan was absolutely elated over the fact that they were pelting it them with them with uh, tomatoes. Also, did you notice that um, Priest got both Miz and Morrison right in the dick with yep. tomatoes? <laughs> like, fucking launched it right in the box. Um, <laughs> brilliant stuff. Good, good to see. Uh, good to see everyone getting used right here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Everyone came out of this looking yeah. great. <laughs> Nonsense. Um. Yeah, so then we got Miz, uh, Miz, Elias, and Riker versus the New Day and Damian Priest. Um, <laughs> heels that's, that sums this up, doesn't it? That yawn. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Um, yeah, the heels work over Woods, uh, faces isolate Miz for a bit, and then New Day hit uh, like some double team moves on Miz. Um, Priest takes out all the heels with some martial arts kicks. Uh, Kofi goes up top. Right at the strike to the ref and Elias like yanks Kofi off right to the floor, which looked nasty. Mm. Looked look like a nasty landing, even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the heels just went like double team Kofi work over him. Uh, Kofi fights out a bit, kicks, hits an SOS. Priest hot tags. Um, Elias fights out of a broken arrow. Priest rebounds um, with like a clothesline, which looked cool. Uh, mm. New Day and Priest then triple team Riker. Uh, Priest dives on Miz and Morrison, and then for some for some reason, after triple teaming, 
Woods had to roll Rager up to win. Yeah. Which was a weird finish. But yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Like a um, roll-up's like a desperation move. You've yeah, just triple teamed him. You didn't need to do that. It, it, it's like getting one over him, isn't it? It's like, what, why, why have we done that? Mm. Um, but yeah, it, New Day and uh, Priest win. I, I'm bored of this feud already. Um, um, yeah, I'm bo- and it's disappointing that New Day kind of dragged into this as well. Yeah, the better than stuff that. you can be doing with Priest and with um, with New Day, and even with Miss, like mm. right yeah, yeah. they're a lost cause, but. Mm. Yeah, it's just shit. Um, we then see Sonia, Sonia Deville's in the building. Um, she kind of, kind of takes this, uh, this uh, like sort of story of, um, of like undermining Adam Pearce to Raw. Um, she lets Charlotte in the building, and then in the ring, she introduces Charlotte and announces that uh, the um, the suspension has been lifted. Um, fuck's sake <laughs> Sonia uh, gets the referee and Charlotte beats up um, Charlotte apologises not very like convincingly not sincerely no yeah um, uh, the ref accepts it and says he apologises because he didn't see Rhea interfere and then Charlotte basically says oh so it was your fault then um, and demands an apology um, fuck's sake and yeah it's ke- like the seem to be like kind of carrying on this whole thing don't they with Charlotte just belittling this referee which is just mm. not uh, good not good yeah um, I, I, after like pretty much in Gorilla Pierce um, confronts Sonia about it and says he doesn't believe her apology um, and again there's just teasing more tension between the two of them mm-hmm. I think this is going to lead to one being Raw GM one being Smackdown GM I think so and also based on something that I've got uh, as a news piece, actually, would lead me to believe that Pierce is moving on to something else. Well, yeah, he's got mm. a new job, buddy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, then Braun uh, confronts Pierce, uh, demands that if he beats Drew, Drew, he gets added to the WWE title match. Um, which Pierce kind of goes, yeah, okay. Mm. Um. So then we got uh, Sheamus doing his open challenge again, uh, yeah. non-title match this time. Um, Humberto answers again. Sheamus beats him up again. Again, <laughs> says he's all bark, no bite. Uh, Humberto then throws Sheamus over the top rope and drop kicks him over the announce table. And Sheamus uh, is irate and throw, excuse me, throws chairs around. <laughs> um, we then get Sarah Shitstera asking Rhea about Charlotte. Um, and Rhea basically says that she's glad Charlotte was fined a hundred grand. Yeah. And she's not concerned about Charlotte, which is good because that means hopefully Charlotte's not going to just be straight away taking that belt off Rhea. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we all expect. Yeah. Fuck um, that noise. Yeah. Uh, we then get Lashley and MVP in the ring. Uh, Lashley says he walked in and out of Mania, the champion, and demands respect. Um, Lashley says Drew's like bubblegum stuck to his shoe. Uh, MVP says he's offended WWE would treat the champion so poorly by making it a triple threat. Um, what what about the fact that he wasn't even on Raw last week? Yeah, mental. Just 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 the thought. Just something. Um, yeah, just a little. Just you know. Um, Lashley says that WWE is intentionally disrespecting him, and MVP brings up how Lashley lost the US title in a triple threat by not being pinned, and he's worried that the same thing. Um, mm will happen in this. Uh, Lashley says he could beat them both one-on-one anytime. 
Oh. And promises to leave WrestleMania Backlash still the champion. But he, <laughs> I like the fact he didn't call it WrestleMania Backlash. He was just still calling it Backlash. Backlash, give a fuck. Didn't get the memo, Bobby. <laughs> um, Got the memo, didn't care about memo. Yeah, the almighty <laughs> does not give a shit. Yeah, um, does what he wants. So, yeah, uh, we then get Riddle backstage. He says he feels awesome for beating Orton last week. He refers to himself as a sexy little mongoose for reason. <laughs> um, Orton then says he underestimated him and uh, Riddle's in this respect and pitches, pitches RK Bro as a team. Yes, boy. Um, says that he's pulled some strings to get them a tag team match against their, everyone's favourite jobbers, Sean Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Now um, that, whoa there. Now well, then. It's all the treating them, isn't it? They're not like that yet. They're having decent matches. They're having decent matches, but they're still jobbing out, aren't they? Wow. They're not like Everoy's level of jobs. Wow. Steady on now. <laughs> Go Everoy's. Everoy's rules. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, Riddle pitches matching snakeskin speedos and all. Like, let's see how we get on first, and then we'll talk about that. Mm. Um, Something tells me Randy Orton isn't going to be wearing a snakeskin speedo at any point in his career. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think think he'll do it, and then he'll just turn on Riddle. Zero shits given Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's definitely turned on Riddle. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Orton's at a point in his career where... doesn't really matter what he does. Like it's decent to watch. Like he's always going to be positioned fairly high in the card. He's always going to be there to sort of put people over. He can still put on a decent match, still cuts, albeit a long, but still decent promos. Um, can have little comedy moments. Like it's cool. It's, it's nice to see that he's still got a place on TV. We've always got time. Yeah. New Orleans. It, it's a weird, like juxtaposition of where he's gone though, considering like, mm. Like a couple of months ago, we literally set a man on fire. <laughs> Committed actual and, murder and, and now, arson. Now he now he's just blazing it with riddle, <laughs> lighting it up. <laughs> um. So yeah, here we get then get Nia Jacks complaining about Charlotte and Man, uh, Charlotte, Mandy and Dana, um, as well. Just just generally complaining. Uh, Fuck Shane off. <laughs> says they don't need any distractions and blames Reginald. Uh, Naya then gets flowers off Angel Garza and Reggie's like fuming. And then randomly, like, see, this, this is one thing I really hate about WWE, the way they do this. So the the then from getting the flowers, it, it's then a shot of Naya and Reggie walking down the hallway. Mm. And then she acts surprised to see Mandy and Dana, who were literally stood off camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And They're in your line of sight. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yes. like you've had them come out of a door and it's a surprise. Like you can see them. We're not stupid. Yeah. Uh, just nonsense. Absolutely yeah, nonsense. nonsense. <laughs> um, we then get MVP approaching Braun. Um, MVP says that Bobby Lashley doesn't appreciate Braun trying to worm his way into the match. Um, not the only one, pal. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Braun Strowman at all. <laughs> um, Braun says that Bobby can't stop him from becoming WWE champion. He can't. He will. He can. And he will. I mean, he made he made Braun with a spear to become like number one contender, mm-hmm. and then made Braun with a fucking hurt look. Mm-hmm. He's he's absolutely going to be brought. Um, we then get RK Bro versus Shelton and Cedric. Um, this was quite a short match. Uh, mm. Cedric and Shelton work over Riddle's leg for the most of it, and then hot, hot tags in, fight fights off Shelton, hits an RKO on Cedric. 
Um, and then as he's hitting a draping DDT, Riddle like tags in and hits a floating bro to win. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. fine. Um, Stop jobbing out Alexander and Benjamin. Vince doesn't give a shit about them, does he? Oh. That's why that's why he took them out the hair business because he didn't want to push people that he wasn't interested in pushing. How are you not interested in pushing either of those? Christ. Yeah. It's fucking lunacy. They're excellent. Like individually and as a tag team. How mm. is there no interest? It's baffling. Yeah, I mean they've only they've only just changed their music from the hair business is still to back yeah. to Sepix old music. Um <laughs> so it shows what it shows how much they care about them. Mm. Uh, we then get a six-woman tag match, Asuka, Lana, and Naomi versus Rhea, Nia, and Shayna. Um, Asuka try, keeps trying to get Rhea to tag in, um, and then Shayna knocks Asuka down, and then and then Rhea tags in. Mm. Um, faces work over Rhea for a, a, quite a while, actually. Like, Rhea, I thought... Took a it, lot of offense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she took a little bit too much for me, I thought. Mm. She's, you fucking, she's your champion. Mm. She's been on main roster for what, like two months now? I've um, not had much, like, I like Rhea Ripley a lot, but since she's been on Raw, I've had not many reasons to care about her. They're not really yeah. showing me she's this kind of, this standout, considering how much they kind of built up the fact that she was coming to Raw and she was going to challenge for the belt and this, that, and the other. I like she was in NXT. I yeah. was like an absolute badass. Mm. Um, I'm getting nothing at the moment that's that's telling me that I should care about her. And I want to, yeah. and I do, because she's good. But as a fan that, say, is just tuning in and hasn't watched NXT and doesn't know about her, she's been Why badly presented. Care? Why would you care? Yeah. I mean, no, like, no disrespect to Lana, but having Lana, like, beating down Rhea for, like, a long period of this match was like, what are you doing? What like, are you doing? You've literally, the way they booked Lana in, like, the last sort of year is that she's an afterthought. So why the fuck would you have... Your yep. women's champion getting like dominated in the ring by her. Um, yeah, so yeah, um, Dana and Mandy come down part through the partly through the match, throw a bucket of water over Shayna, and then Naya slips over in the water. Ha ha ha, isn't that funny? Oh. Uh, it's on uh, the same level as fucking Sean Gunging Braun the other month, yeah. Um, silly, but the, the only thing like that was actually genuinely funny about it was Reggie trying to like drag Naya off the water. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. Um it's like it was quicksand. Re- yeah, Re- Reggie like trying to like pulling her out the water and falling over was just hilarious. <laughs> really laughed at that. <laughs> the heels keep thwarting the faces throughout the match. Uh Rhea hits her rip side on Naomi and then Lana tags in which and rolls Rhea up, which was just again weird like why have Rhea hit a finish yet and then not realise that it's not the legal woman? It's just nonsense. Mm. Um, Naya and Shayna take out Asuka at ringside. Um, Rhea then hits Lana with a riptide. And for some reason, instead of just pinning her, tags out and gets Naya to leg drop her. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, again, like, why are you getting Naya Jax, who's literally just a fucking tag partner in this match? Yeah. She's just there to make, like, Again, no offense to the champs, but Jesus, there to make up numbers and have that cool visual at the end. Why are you getting here to leg drop Lana when Rhea's already put You've her away? Just hit her finisher, and you could have put her away with that. Yeah, it's just belittling like the women's champion. They did the same with Asuka for like the last year, 
It just yeah. feels like a continuation. They've just changed the face, but it's just the same rubbish treatment. Yeah, and then they basically they have like they have quite a cool shot of like all the champions holding the belts up after. Mm. Um, but again, Rhea's like on the periphery of that. Yeah, should yeah. be in front like, center. It, it's only a little thing, but it's something that really does matter. It's attention like, to detail. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't have had Nia in the middle. They should have had Nia and Shayna either side of it and yeah. Rhea in the middle. Because yeah, then yeah, she's yeah. the focal point because she's it. the women's champion. Exactly. Um, instead, she's playing second fill- fiddle to this like Asker and Charlotte feud and mm-hmm. other nonsense. Um, they just need, but- like, with the women's division, well, say the women's division, like, for most of it involving whether it's the women's tag division or the, the singles division, they just need to hit the hard reset button because at this yeah. point, I do not care about it. One the thing bit. was though, they, they had that like pretty much done with, uh, with Rhea. Yeah. When they, when they gave her and Belair the belts, I was like, there like, you go, yeah. there's your hard reset. And it just feels like the same shit continued. Yeah. They it's had like, the chance. It's like when, Rhea and Bianca won the belts. That was it. Was like when Cena and Batista won it, as I compared like previously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was like kind of like a reboot of the whole like the whole division because mm-hmm. they've got a brand new champion on each brand who yeah. never won it before, yeah. and it just feels fresh. Yeah, and they've done that, but then instantly gone to having the champion as like an afterthought. Yeah, and they, to be fair, they've done that with all the belts on Raw, mm-hmm. like. The Raw after Mania, the only champion that showed up was Rhea and Lashley. Yeah. I think Nia and Shayna probably as well. And in, in the in recent weeks, like they've had Sheamus doing like bit spare and the AJ and Omos still haven't been on TV. They were on the bump. <laughs> they were they were on the bump and said they're gonna be back next week. Didn't, um, didn't AJ say they've they've been partying in Nigeria or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's like why? Why would you? Why would you keep your champions off TV? Like, yeah, even why, if you're not going to have them in a match, have them on TV. Yeah, like remind you, us they're you, still there. Why would you present them as an afterthought to like somebody else? It's yeah, it's not terrible, um, terrible, terrible. Yeah, uh, we then go backstage to see Sonya telling Mandy and Dana that they should be ashamed of themselves for interfering in the match. Um, they had no business in it and the the bullying Naya, which to be fair they are. Yeah. Like uh, as much as like Naya Jax is a heel, like you, you can't help but feel like sorry for her for that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's That's getting fair. to the point where it's just like picking on her again. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, Sonia then says that Charlotte needs an opponent opponent uh, and picks Mandy as Charlotte's squash victim. Um we then go to a uh, an Alexa Bliss and Lily segment. Um, again, another weird thing. Just thought, why, why is Bray Wyatt not been on TV since Raw after Mania? Yeah, it's not like he's been. It's not like he's dead. He's literally it's not like, it's not just like after he's been set on fire. Like he's come back. He's absolutely fine. Where the fuck is he? Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, Alexa and Lily uh, thing. Alexa says everyone can uh, have a Lily. Uh, tells everyone to think dark thoughts and then says, Lily, Lily, Lily. Uh, she then tells people to um, think of something peaceful and does like a jump, the jump scare thing that mm. was popular on YouTube 10 years ago. Um, 
Keep up, Vince. Yeah, keep your finger <laughs> on the pulse there, Vince. <laughs> um, and then she says Lily is getting restless, and uh, like she start, she keeps it, she keeps like trying to get this new catchphrase over, like Lily made me do. Mm. Great. Give it a month, that'll be on a shirt. Surprised it isn't already. Surprised yeah. they're not selling Lily's mates. Oh, they um, will. They, they will eventually, yeah. Um, we then get uh, Charlotte and Mandy um, in a match for, yeah, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> Dana tries to distract Charlotte. Again, they're, they're like Dana and Mandy are the heel, are heels. Like, they. they they keep WWE keep thinking they can get like the lightning in a bottle he got with Eddie Guerrero, where he's a mm. heel who is a is that likable when he's a face, but he well, still acts like a heel. I mean, they have got that already, and her name's Rhea Ripley. Like the yeah. fans love. I don't know why they're portraying her as a heel because as soon as they have fans back in, they won't be booing her. They liked her before she even came to Raw, so why are you showing her as a heel? It's a, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. It, <laughs> there's no point trying to explain these things because no. they no. don't know themselves. No. Um, yeah, Mandy takes control of Charlotte. Uh, she, they, they t- keep teasing that Charlotte's going to like, obviously got like this uh, sort of, it, I don't know, it's like tension, isn't it, between the referee because mm. it's the same one she beats up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, I mean, it kind of like, it, that's kind of, symptomatic of WWE as a company isn't it where mm-hmm. if, if that happened in any other company HR would be like alright well they're not working together anymore yeah I know what we'll do we'll put them in a match I know what we'll do we'll have week. the person who beat up the fucking referee get their match refereed by that referee who's definitely not going to be not not going to be impartial yeah um, yeah, and uh, then we'll have a we'll have a belittle and berate the poor fella yeah yeah <laughs> yeah great idea yeah yeah HR would have a fucking field day. Vince probably, <laughs> like, genuinely, in that, if that situation happened, would probably think it would build character or something to have them, do, like, try and overcome it that way. Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, Charlotte uh, gets thrown, almost gets thrown into uh, Eddie Arango, but, like, stops it, uh, hits a big boot on Mandy for a two count, and then berates Arango that it wasn't a three. Um as she's like screaming at him, Mandy rolls up Charlotte uh, and for a two and then hits a knee for another two. Um, and then th- this was weird. So Mandy was beating Charlotte down in the corner and Charlotte was like actually looking like st- like she was struggling. Like she was selling it. Yeah, she did this, <laughs> that's weird that it is. Like not booking Charlotte, like the fucking final boss of the women's division. <laughs> um, Got one of those on NXT UK. Yes, boy. <laughs> Her name's Kaylee Ray. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Charlotte then like pulls Mandy into the turnbuckle and um, then hits natural selection, which is still one of the worst looking finishes in WWE. <laughs> um, and yeah, picks up the win. Uh, gets again. She berates Arengo some more for uh, not holding the ropes open for her. Mm. Just, I, I, I just don't like. At least that. At least that actually making her heel and being entitled this time, as opposed to being like an entitled yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. People are meant to feel sorry for. I, I mean, both. a positive out of this, 
Mandy Rose came out looking good. She did. She did. Uh, she got a lot of offense in on Charlotte, yeah. which surprised me. Yeah, same. Uh, I thought it was legit going to be two-minute squash. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, then we see uh, Patrick backstage asking uh, Drew about Braun being um, added to the title match. And uh, Drew called Braun a monster complainer. So funny, you guys. Um, <laughs> Knee slapper. Gaffor. Yeah. Fucking My out. belly's hurt from laughing so much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then we get Drew versus Braun. Um, Braun overpowers Drew early on. Drew drop kicks Braun's knee out. Um, Braun sets Drew for the Strowman Exp- Express. Instead of train noises, Lashley's music hits. Uh, Lashley MVP <laughs> come and watch from ringside. Um, also, Lashley looked absolutely amazing yep to mention before how good this suit was yeah and it it, it gave me proper like 80s flair vibes with like (laughs) yeah looks like an absolute star yeah um so yeah drew sets braun up for a claymore mvp starts shouting at drew to like get the job done and braun like catches the claymore and power bombs drew which looked awesome yeah man um Drew hits a Glasgow kiss and a spine buster on Braun. Braun superplexes Drew. Um, Lashley distracts the referee as like Braun's about to hit a running power slam. Uh, MVP pulls Drew, like Drew out of the power slam position, and Drew hits a future shock. Um, and for for some reason, Mason T Bar then distracts yeah, yeah. Drew, and Braun what? hits a running power slam to win. So, what like is, is it literally their kind of beefs with Drew? Because mm. I thought the whole thing they were kind of teasing was that they were like they were sort of mercies that um, MVP had like hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I, I don't quite get it. Again, it's nice to see them getting a bit more TV time, and they're obviously involved like in part in this kind of main event story going into into backlash. But it still yeah. seems weird. I'm still not quite sure where they're meant to sit in this whole thing. Who are they with? Or like, yeah, you know what? It I'd confuses rather- me. You know what I'd rather see instead of Braun in this fucking title match? Dominic Dijakovic. Just, yeah. just yeah, throwing yeah. it out there. That yeah. would have been more compelling for me to see him actually getting a push because he's awesome. Yeah. And instead, WWE have changed his name and they're trying the hardest to kind of make everyone forget about all the cool stuff he did in NXT. And it's like, mm. all right, whatever. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, so Braun hits the run of Power Slam, gets the win. Um, and what was weird was like so Lashley stares down um stares down Braun mm. and Drew just comes in the ring and now he's like best mates with with Braun again. Yeah. And they start it. They both stare down Lashley. It was like what? Hang on. What oh. Like you said earlier, yeah. there's no point in trying to even understand it because I don't even think they understand what they're doing. <laughs> so as yeah, as a um, viewer, like how you who am I cheering for? Who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? Who's friends here? If they're friends, why have they just fought? What? Just, who's of who? It's just all a bit of a clusterfuck. Yeah. Um. I again, another another like um finish where it wasn't clean. Um. Another like what? Why should I care if they can't? Mm. If they can't beat each other convincingly. Why should I care about either guy? Yeah, yeah. They've just they've just lost to fucking Mason T Bar, who I absolutely shouldn't care about. 
mm-hmm. because retribution. Yeah. So why should I now care about Drew and Braun who can't can't beat them, but all of a sudden they're in the title match? Just nonsensical at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, credit where credit's due, and it is only a slither of credit. This was a slightly better episode of Raw than the last couple of weeks. And that's not saying much. Yeah. That's not saying much at all. Um, um but yeah, just just shite, it? <laughs> just yeah, it's just rubbish. Shite. It's really, really shit. When on the flip side of that, you've got SmackDown, which okay, it has its its up and down weeks, but on the whole, is a much, it's much better show much to watch. Better show. Um but yeah, that was a uh, the hours of Monday Night Nitro. I mean well. Um <laughs> so uh, what were your highs and lows, Troy? Um, I think I know what your low is going to be. I'm going to surprise you here. Is it my, not the women's tag division? My low? Uh, yeah, no, my low is the women's tag division. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was my low. My high is just seeing Mason T-Bar on TV a bit more often. They're not yeah. getting used as probably um, I would like them or as a lot of people would like them, but they're getting TV time. They're getting more TV time in the last two weeks than they kind of really did in, in the whole time in Retribution, like in terms of actually demonstrating kind of in-ring stuff and actually hearing them and a bit of character. Like, I don't know. We'll see where they go with it, but it's it's nice to see. Um, give them, the, give them um, feed them to almost give them the tight title shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What were yours? I, I want oh, I want Omos with Mania running wild. Uh, my low <laughs> was, um, you know, I, you know what? There was so much shit on this episode of Raw. Um, I'm I'm gonna say, I'm I'm gonna say the way the new they were used. I, they're so much better than throwing tomatoes at someone mm. for like a cheap giggle. It's yeah. it's. it's I, I, I'm not buying into this feud with Elias and Riker either. Like, I just I don't nope. see the point in it. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I just want the new days to be used better. Um, my high was. No. Um, <laughs> my high, I, I, I don't think I've got one, you know. It was when no? the show ended. When I knew it was over. Um <laughs> Yeah, like nothing's. It's just I, I, not good. Say, it's just not very good. It, yeah, as you say, it was a better episode than previous weeks, but that bar's so low. I was going to say, even, when the bar's so low, it doesn't take much like, for it to be a semi watchable episode. Yeah, like it wasn't a bad episode, but there was nothing that stood out. Mm. No, like, no, there's everyone, no standout. Everyone's kind of booked on like level pegging. Mm. And it's just, it's just shite. It's just not good at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, shall we go from talking about the crap to the good stuff? Yeah. Let's lighten it up. Let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, as we said at the top of the show, um, if you want to let us know what you thought of this week's episode of SmackDown or indeed Raw, give us a shout on social media, Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod and our Discord channel server thing, uh, also at Untitled Rest Pod. Um, so yeah, smack diddly down. 
Uh, kick off with Bianca Belair making her way to the ring. Uh, kicks off the show uh, before she could introduce the Street Profits. Ziggler and Rude interrupt. Uh, Montez and Ford then eventually... Uh, sorry, Montez and Ford? Montez and um, Dawkins uh, eventually come in only for Bailey to interrupt them. She grabs a microphone from Belair, laughs hysterically for reasons, and then Belair just smacks her down. That was it. Um, I say SmackDown was better this week. It was better. This opening bit was absolute shite. Um, just yeah, there's no need for it. And the thing is, they'd announced this match earlier in the day. So why did we need this whole segment at the beginning to kind of get to this multi-person tag match when they'd already said we were getting this way earlier? Just, just a bit crap. Um, the match itself, Bianca Bella and the Street Profits against the Dirty Dogs and Bailey. Um, Bailey and Belair started out, exchanged some back and forth offense. Bailey then tags in Dolph. Belair looked like she actually wanted to go uh, like against Dolph, but Dawkins tags in under the the mixed tag rules. Um, took Dolph down with a shoulder charge. Ford then launched himself over the top rope, wiped out the Dirty Dogs on the floor. Uh, Dolph then absolutely nails Ford with a super kick where he definitely didn't slap his leg. Uh, the heels then slowed down Ford, worked him over. Um, Bailey even got a shot in at one point where the rest back was turned uh, when Ford was draped over the ropes. Uh, Ford then catches Ziggler with a kick to create some separation, allowed him to make the hot tag into Dawkins. Uh, hits a load of trademark offense uh, on both Rude and Ziggler. Goes for a pin, only for Ziggler to then break it up. Um, and then as we go into the finish of the match, um, Belair and Ziggler then face off in the ring. She gets him up onto the shoulders. Bailey breaks that up. She then hits her with a KOD. Uh, Rude goes for a roll up on Dawkins, grabbing a handful of tights. Belair then just whips his back with her braid to break up the pin. Dawkins hits the anointment and Ford goes up top to finish off Rude with the springboard frog splash. Um, it was the match itself, considering that the, the kind of promo to build up thing before was a bit shit and not needed. The match itself was fun, energetic, sort of fast paced. Um, Obviously, things sort of ramped up when when the faces kind of got back into it and that explosive kind of finish into it. Um, but there's then the whole kind of, for me, like the treatment of Bailey, like at the moment, does she feel like a kind of a threat, if you like? Is it just because Banks isn't there and they haven't built anyone else up? Because I kind of feel like Bailey gets that weird Charlotte treatment where she doesn't have to be on TV much, but she's always like, yeah, well, she'll be in the title picture because it's Bailey. Like, granted, Bailey's a lot more tolerable than Charlotte, but it kind of feels like... I know they, her and Belair had that feud before Belair won the belt, but there's this kind of just expectancy all of a sudden that, okay, yeah, yeah, she's in the title picture, and I don't feel that they've built her up enough to feel yeah. that she's deserving of being in that. It's weird, isn't it? Like, after the Royal Rumble, she didn't really do anything. No. Um... And it, it's, again, it's it's almost like with like a lot of these people like that they're booking really badly. It, it's almost like WWE feel as if they've they've got someone already established. So mm. we don't, don't need to put the effort about, in. About yeah. how, yeah, how they're betraying them. It's like, well, you kind of do like mm. a, a WWE by their own like kind of doing make fans very like kind of... Um, have like a short memory. So yeah. yeah. Again, why why wouldn't you book them better just, mm. just to be on the safe side? Yeah. No, I agree. Um Silly. 
I think it's only a matter of time before the profits beat Dirty Dogs for the belts again. Like, I, fucking I mean, I, I don't the, want them to have it. They're into, yeah, they are. Um, and I think we said this when they lost it. They're better chasing it than when they've got it. Yeah, but I, I think as well, like the they're entertaining, but the whole like thing, the whole gimmick's gone like a bit stale for mm. me. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't be against seeing them either turn heel or they'd be just good heel. They'd, they'd be, be very good awesome heel. They were they were heels when they started. Yes, yeah. they weren't. You know? the crowd then just got right over them, but they but were the, heels. But yeah, the crowd liked them too much. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think as especially a guy with like Montez Ford's charisma, mm. they they'd be really good heels. But you get like rock vibes of him because he's just so good, so quick, like yeah. heel rock kind of promo vibe stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, we then move on to an interview with Daniel Bryan backstage. Asked about his decision. Um, uh, whether the decision is weighing on his mind that he's kind of accepted the challenge and kind of the magnitude of the fallout should he lose. Um, he says he's excited, he's confident because he's already tapped Roman out and says that when he wins, his first title defense will be against Cesaro because he thoroughly deserves it. Uh, we then get Rollins cutting like a, a piece to camera um, promo, gives his prediction, um, which is a theme throughout the night. We Loads of kind of different superstars, guys and stuff kind of weighing on who they think will win. Uh, this is the first of them. Gives his predictions, um, which he says is it's simple and then hesitates and then isn't actually sure who to say and says he has a history with Roman, um, but Brian will beat him. He says Cesaro won't get a chance to then uh, go for the title against Brian because Seth will take him out before that happens. Um, what was with the weird theatrical music in the background while he was cutting this promo? I don't know. It's like, pass. <laughs> um, I have no idea. We were saying this the the other week, weren't we? Like I can't remember which promo it was, but they had like their entrance music in the background. This was his entrance music. Oh, was it? And then you're just like, "Mm, it's kind of distracting from what what the guy or girl's saying. Just don't need to be there. Very strange. Yeah, I I, I hope this isn't like a new WWE thing. Like Mm. he did it with, um, no, it wasn't Mason T-Bark. I thought it was their entrance music. He did it with something on Raw as well. I was like, Oh, I hope this stop it now. Yeah. <laughs> hope this um, isn't where we're going with this. Yeah. We then get a recap from last week. Tamina and Nia uh, interview with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax and then attacked by Natalia and Tamina before their match, which is Nia and Shayna against Tamina and Natalia. Again, for Yay. the uh, sixth time uh, this month or last month. It's obviously May now, but six times. In April, we've had some iteration of this match, and I am fed up of it. Um, yeah, pish. Tamina immediately knocks Nia into the corner, knocks her down, goes for an early splash. Jax gets her knees up. Uh, Nia and Shayna double team Tamina, rock, um, rocks over knee, getting a two count. Uh, Basil then keeps up the forearms and a corner splash by Jax. Tamina fights her way out of the corner, goes for a body slam, but Jax just falls on her for a quick two count. Tamina eventually manages to make the tag into Natalia. Hits a nice looking discus clothesline uh, and a German suplex. Basil then rocks her with a knee. Jax tags in. Um, hits an elbow, gets a two count. Tamina re-enters the match. Chaos just ensues. Reggie tries to interfere. He gets knocked off the apron. 
Natalia tries to lock in a sharpshooter. Basil manages to break it up on the outside. Jax then meets Tamina up on the turnbuckle, headbutts Tamina. Shayna then tags in, goes for the superplex. Tamina hits a big headbutt, um, knocks Baszler down, hits the superfly splash and picks up the win. Um, I say it every week. Everyone in these matches is great and deserves better. But like, like I say, we've seen this match now or an iteration of it six times in the last month. They don't have chemistry. It's crap to see. And... Just, it's just, just uh, they should have just give Natalia and Tamina the belts and then just yeah, went from there. That was going to be my next point. Is it? It's it's overexposed. It's kind of underwhelming. The thing is, Jackson Baszler for me have more than run their course as champions, and Natalia and Tamina don't really feel like a threat to them. And if they're planning on putting the belts on them then they should stop shoving this feud down their throats because when they do eventually win it, it won't mean anything because we've seen them face each other 10 plus times. So like you said, they should have done it. If they were going to do it, they should have done it at Mania. But since Mania, we've seen this four or five times. If they were going to win it, they were going to win it. Stop giving it as it's nonsense. So mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed with it. Uh, we then get more guys and gals giving their predictions. Uh, Booker T gives his prediction on the Universal title match. Um, says that Reigns will win it. We then get Shinsuke Nakamura, who does the same, but chooses Brian and says that if Roman wins, he'll be waiting. He's not forgotten about their little uh, scrap. I think it was, it was that? Those, it just them, after Christmas, uh, just before, I can't remember. It was around the Rumble, wasn't it? Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, they should have. They should have given us Nak versus Roman then. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we then get Dom and Ray interviewed. Uh, they just talk about becoming the first father and son tag team champions, and it would be legendary for them. Um, it would be awesome. Yeah, and I think if they're going to do that, do it at SummerSlam because the pop will be lovely. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yeah, they, again, should have done it in Mania. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that will be lovely, we then get another cryptic message from Alistair Black, this time discussing the facade that is the path to happiness and success. Um, talks about this kind of ideal life of like a, a good upbringing and a solid education and your your house with your picket fence and stuff like that. But that ideal life is built on lies. Um, he says that he knows the key to breaking through it, but refuses to give it us. Um, this is I'm really, really cool. I'm really excited with, with where this is going. It's yeah. cool to see Alistair Black in this like sort of dark and brooding role. Mm, um, mm. It feels very natural to him. Yeah, I love the I love the artwork on the animation. Yeah, uh, there was a little thing on it as well where only his character had like strings, and then the strings got cut. Which yeah, like I noticed cool. that. It's quality. Um, really clever. Tension to detail. Yeah. See, they can do it. <laughs> it it's. It's weird as well. Like he's getting compared to uh, Joseph C, who's the body from uh, Far Cry Five, mm, mm. and he's definitely got that vibe about him, like a cult leader. Yep. Um, yeah. That's cool. for it. Really, really good. Really, really intrigued. Um, we then get uh, Big E versus Apollo Cruz, uh, another Intercontinental Title uh, rematch. Um, this is something we've seen, uh, like I'm saying, with. Tamina and, and uh, Natalia and Shayna and I like various iterations of however I'm not fed up of this yet because they do put on a good match and there's a few other moving parts 
kind of outside of this, which we'll talk about later and, and how they'll factor in. Um, before the match, Biggie's interviewed in Gorilla. Uh, we see Cruz and uh, General Aziz backstage too. Um, Woods and Kingston then... Cut- General Aziz. Oh, Commander Aziz, sorry. It's his Commander Aziz. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was some high rank. <laughs> uh, yeah, we then get Woods and Kingston um, doing like a, a piece of camera on their mobile phone saying who they think will win the main event. Woods chooses Brian. Kofi chooses Roman. Um, because we couldn't have two guys from the same tag team agreeing on the same guy. Of course, you've got to be down the middle and decisive with it. Divisive, rather. Um, onto the match. Uh, e starts hot, dominates the early going, shows that he's much more powerful. Um, hits several forearms to Cruz's chest while he's draped over the apron. Follows up with a big splash that he does, which I don't care who you are or how you take that. That can't be a comfortable move to take from someone the size of Big E. No. There's, just, there's no protection off a move like that. It just looks horrible. Especially when it's across the ring apron as well. Yeah, hardest part of the ring, if you didn't know. Um, yeah, I've said that a couple of times. <laughs> uh, Cruz then manages to create a separation and hangs E up on the top rope. Hits a clothesline and then a suplex on the outside. Uh, after the break, Cruz is in control. However, E manages to gain the upper hand with several belly-to-belly suplexes. Cruz then takes E out on the outside with the moonsault. Um, he then goes up for an aerial attack back inside the ring, uh, misses that, allows E to build up some momentum. He then hits a splash that results in a two count for him. Cruzen hits a big pump kick, gets a two count off that. E in the corner gets a Uranagi um, as he catches Cruz midair. Uh, a few moments later, uh, he dumps E on the ring apron uh, and then hits him with a top rope splash, uh, but couldn't keep him down for the pin. Big E then fires up, delivered a big ending and appeared to have the win. Um, but Aziz then pulls him out of the ring and sends him into the ring post and causes the DQ. Uh, in the aftermath of the match, we then get Kevin Owens coming down um, to seek revenge uh, for the, the Nigerian now that he received the week previous. Um, he gets beaten down by the heels. Then Sami Zayn comes in. Uh, the heels then just lay out all of the faces and then Zayn sort of picks up the title Cruz is like, give it back, give it back. And he's like, no, it's cool. Like, there's there's no beef with you. I've got I've got no issue with you. Here it is. And he holds Cruz's hand up and points to him, holds up Aziz's hand and points to him. And he thinks he's all right. And then Aziz is just like, fuck that noise. Nigerian nail, right to the mush. Um, yeah. It's a decent match. Um, and I did enjoy it, but the finish was kind of predictable. Um, I, I think we're getting a fatal fall away, aren't we? That was what, exactly what I was going to say. Um it's- so I think I think it was it was good that there wasn't a like it's the only time I'm gonna praise the not being a decisive winner. Yeah of any because of what got. it will lead to. Because it's it's yeah, it's laying the groundwork for this fatal four way that we're probably gonna get. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I was really, really pleased with from this match was in the aftermath when uh, Pat McAfee broke the trope of acting surprised when he saw someone when Sammy attacked <laughs> and he actually called that Sammy was there before we saw him. Good lad. Which we like. I, 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 lo- I, I hate this trope of like the commentators not acknowledging shit like that. It's just nonsense. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's because it's because of the way they they view it. They get the same view as the TV, so they're meant to act as surprised. Because if we can't see them come in, then commentary can't see them. Because obviously, mm-hmm. despite them coming through a crowd or coming down the ramp, yeah. and all they have to do is look at it from their monitor and see it. But I think they're meant to be there as it's 
as an element of well, surprise as it is for the viewer because that's what they watch. But still, it's daft. It, it is. It is, but it's silly. Like if someone walks past them, they shouldn't act surprised. Like yeah, like he's had to walk past later. you to get there. Yeah. 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 It's. I, I was. I was just happy with that. It was. It's nice that he's yeah, kind of like breaking all these like tropes. Yeah. yeah it yeah. is very refreshing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like like I said, it got, the finish was predictable. Um. In that Aziz was always going to sort of interfere there and he's just there to get more heat on Cruz um, but it's a shame because on the occasions that happened that has happened um, the match itself has usually been pretty good so it's kind of it's annoying when that's the finish when it kind of detracts away from it because Ian and Cruz clearly have really good chemistry in the ring and I do enjoy watching their matches um, but as you alluded to, the involvement of of Owens and Zayn after the bell suggests a fatal four way, um, probably at WrestleMania Backlash, which will be fucking awesome. Really, yeah. really excited for that. Um, how long though until E moves on to something bigger and better though? Because yeah, I think it's a weird booking thing here for me because it's like it's like a placeholder, like WWE are just kind of waiting and buying more time and trying to long out Cruz's title reign before they inevitably give it back to E. But then does E need it or should he be moving on to something bigger? I, I feel like the the kind of the the you the keeping E around it to still like elevate them like mm. him and also the title picture. Um I I'd get the impression they're probably gonna after WrestleMania Backlash just put them both in something new. Mm. Which, uh, to be fair, it is like long overdue. Mm. Like ugh, this feud's dra- not dragged, but it's it's been going since like around Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. And fair enough. Yeah, just it just needs the both guys need kind of a change of scenery. I think mm-hmm. from each other. Yeah. Um, after this, we get uh, the Miz weighing on and his choice for the Universal Title match. He picks Reigns. Um, we then have Cesaro giving his opinion, um, says that he'll swing Seth again, uh, and he thinks Braun will win, obviously. Uh, we then get a recap of SmackDown last week um, with the whole build between uh, Roman and Brian. Um, outside Roman's office, Heyman's an interview by Caleb Braxton, says he's sick of hearing Daniel Bryan's name. He should never have become a wrestler, but acknowledges that he's had a Hall of Fame career, he's the ultimate underdog, and he went to Mania and, and did the unthinkable and beat Triple H and beat Orton and Batista and overcome all the odds and graduated from NXT and, and went to Raw and SmackDown. Um, but will and every time he said that, he was like, you know, did he did he have a Hall of Fame career or has he had a Hall of Fame career? Yes. Is he the ultimate underdog? Yes. He graduated from NXT. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, will he beat Roman Reigns? No. And it was really, really good. Like just that whole change, and hey, yeah, great hey, promo. Incredible, isn't he? Like, so good, so 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 good. Um, after this, what the fuck has Baron Corbin come dressed as? He looks like he's going on holiday. What's that shirt? Has he dropped the king gimmick? He looks needs to like a pork pie hat and like a Hawaiian shirt. I mean, yeah, I'd be happier seeing him wear that than than a crown and, and a scepter every week. Um. I can't remember who he gave for his prediction. I'm going to say it was probably Reigns. Yeah. yeah 
speaking of which, we move on to, and this this came out of nowhere from I was watching it, and then it was like, oh, okay, main event. And I was like, hey, what? I was like, all right, they're clearly giving this a decent amount of time. Um, so, yeah, move I mean, on to it, the... It was like, a, it was a pay-per-view match for free, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, main event of uh, the evening. Roman Reigns, Universal Champion against Daniel Bryan. Uh, if Daniel Bryan loses, then he is banned from SmackDown forever. So Roman Reigns finally gets new music. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, really cool. It's like this big kind of like epic orchestral, like crescendo, um, like kind of Italian say, mobster. It's a famous piece of classical music, isn't it? Is it? But like, which has been remixed. Obviously. Ah, okay. I yeah, it sounded cool. I'm, I was trying to, I was trying to find, it, then I googled it. I couldn't. But yeah, it was very, very epic music. I very fitting. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. It, it's not, it's not got Josiah Williams rapping over it yet. So I'm still angry that that's not happening because <laughs> that should absolutely happen. But give me what I want. Um, what I want. <laughs> but yeah, straight into the match. Um, this had. The, the, the presentation kind of the, the build up for this all throughout the show was was excellent this felt massive and as you say it's it's a pay-per-view match it's it's a, a wrestlemania worthy headlining match um on tv <laughs> like a month after yeah. mania awesome um, um can you imagine if this well two things one if this match had fans yeah like how hot that crowd would have been yeah. nuclear because that daniel bryan would have had them in the palm of his hand yeah like putty. Um, yeah <laughs> But also, if this was like on a pay per view, like that was like the closing shot of SmackDown was the closing shot of pay per view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. would have been insane. People yeah. would have been, people would have been like talking about that for like the whole week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely. bizarre that they haven't just like held this off till like the till Mania Backlash. To be fair, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I agree. Um, into the match, so Brian. Uh, straight off uh, from the opening bell on the attack. Hits Roman uh, with a drop kick and some corner kicks. Roman then flattens him with a right hand and a shoulder tackle. Brian then goes for the yes lock. Roman rolls out of the ring, follows up with a running knee from the apron. Uh, after the break, Brian's still on top, working the left arm, softening Reigns up for the, the yes lock, uh, working on the shoulder as well. Reigns then smash him with a massive clothesline, starts building momentum off the ropes. It's a big back elbow for two. Brian sends him face first into the turnbuckle um, as he goes for like a sort of corner shoulder charge with a drop toe hold. Uh, he then hoists him up onto the top rope for a hurricanrana, uh, but Reigns recovers and hits a massive powerbomb off the top rope, which looked impressive for a two count. After another commercial break, Reigns is dominating uh, and loading a load of clotheslines on the outside of the ring. Um, hits a big boot uh, and and boots in the corner, a big knees and boots in the corner. Um, at this point, Brian just looks absolutely fucked. Um, he sets Brian up on the top rope. Brian manages to slip through, drops him balls first onto the turnbuckle. This allows him to then uh, hit a back suplex, scores a two count, um, continue to build momentum. Um, however, Roman then hits a Samoan drop for two, goes for a Superman punch. Brian then kicks his hand out of the air. Um, Brian then low bridges Roman, sending him over to the outside, goes for a dive through the ropes. Roman catches him, turns that into a belly to belly. Um, it's mad. It was just so much back and forth. It was awesome. Um, Roman uh, then goes for a spear. Brian moves. Roman crashes through the guardrail. Uh, Brian then takes to the top rope. 
hits a diving headbutt for another near fall. Reigns gets a Superman punch, um, goes to hit a Superman punch uh, when Brian goes for the running knee and connects with that. Brian eventually manages to hit a running knee a few moments later, um, hooks the leg, and uh, Reigns manages to get foot on the rope at the very last second. I thought that was it for a moment. That was, yeah, Ooh, clenching bum you, you, know, you know, they've set something up well when you don't know. Yeah. Like, even even Mel, who seems to get, like, the fucking inside scoop on shit like this all the time. Yeah. It was like, I have no idea who's winning this. Like, they might actually put it on Brian. Really? And that that's how cool it was. Like, it, it, it didn't feel like a foregone conclusion. It felt like it felt like Brian could. And that's that's one of the coolest things that the, you can do nowadays in wrestling is have Absolutely. it that you, you do genuinely don't know who's going to win. Yeah, yeah. Think there's a chance that he, someone could win. Yeah, yeah. Brian then manages to uh, lock in the yes lock. Um, after several stumps of the face where he grabs both arms and just dumps his boot on the side of the face, which always looks horrible. Um, yeah, so gets him in the yes lock. Uh, Brian then cranks right back on it, which looked uncomfortable, but that turns into him having his shoulders on the mat. Reigns then manages to kind of escape that um, and then immediately hits a spear, but could only keep him down for two. Reigns then locks in the guillotine. Uh, but Brian escapes and applies an armbar, which he eventually manages to transition into another yes lock. And you hear Heyman going absolutely mental at the side of the ring. Like you always forget when Heyman's at ringside and whoever the guy is with is in trouble and just his like shrieks and just cries from the side. Just really, yeah. really build it up. Um, Reigns then fought towards the ropes. Um, Brian managed to pull him back. Uh, but eventually Roman powers out of the yes lock, um, slams Brian to the mat. He then just hits him in the back of the head, the front of the head, repeated forearms um, and delivers a power bomb um, and then does exactly the same, like mounts him, gets on top, hits a second power bomb. Uh, Roman then into the finish of the match, tries to apply the guillotine, um, but his right arm's done in. Obviously the, the whole match, Brian's been working that over, softening it up. Um, not just for the yes lock, but also so obviously can't um, can't put his own move on him with the guillotine. Uh, Roman and switches arms, goes to the left arm and applies that and chokes the absolute life out of Brian. Uh, he didn't tap out. His arm just went limp. Uh, the ref calls for the bell and Reigns retains. Uh, after the match, Reigns goes over to the announce desk, goes to grab a couple of chairs um, and goes to do the concerto. Cesaro's music hits, comes down and makes the save. Cesaro then lays into him, uh, hits an uppercut, um, but then Jey Uso comes uh, in. The sound off that uppercut was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward Fucking to when these two face each room. other because it's going to be stiff as anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jey Uso then comes in, makes the save for Roman, um, starts attacking him. Uh, Reigns then delivers the concerto to Brian while Cesaro has been held back and tied up in the ropes, forced to watch by Jey Uso. That's that's the closing shot of a pay-per-view. That was awesome. Yeah. That was really, really, really cool. Cesaro, like, screaming as well. Mm. was just awesome. Like, screaming no as Roman yeah. concerto, Brian. Yeah, yeah. was just fucking great. Like, yeah. Really. Quality. Like Absolute quality. Yeah. Um, for me, this is one of the matches of the year for WWE. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the, the build was 
perfect. They made a massive deal of it throughout the whole night. And even in like weeks previous sort of thing, we knew we were going to get those two again at some point and like a kind of a, uh, a level playing field sort of thing, no interruptions or anything like that. And it absolutely delivered. Um, genuinely thought, and like you said, kind of Meltzer could have, couldn't call it sort of thing. And a lot of us couldn't like genuinely thought on several occasions, like, okay, Brian's going to win it here. Yeah. He's going to take it. Um, also important to note that a rare clean victory for Roman, like no, no fuckery at all. Clean victory Mm. for him. Nice and decisive. Um, obviously Cesaro making the save at the end means we're, we're definitely getting him and Roman probably at mania backlash. Um, but yeah, outstanding. When, when WWE want to put on, a good match, a compelling storyline, um, and really get people involved and engrossed. There's there's no one that does it better, and this is absolute proof of that. It's thoroughly, mm. thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, agreed. Um yeah. absolutely awesome from beginning to end, uh, that match. It was yeah. as I say, it should have been on a pay per view. I'm yeah. glad it I'm glad like they put it on TV so like everybody could see it. But realistically, should have been on pay per view. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. My only, my only like kind of criticism about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were your highs and lows? Um, my high was that like the there was not else on the, on the <laughs> show that even come close to how good that mm. match was. Uh, my low was the just just the street profits and dirty dogs stuff. It was it's just yeah. boring, isn't it? It's just, just a bit. Just a bit. It, like, as I say, you kind of need to like freshen up the street profits a bit for me. They're a little bit stale. Yeah, and no, I, I don't know. I don't know whether that's like whether they turn them heel or they just make like change the gimmick a bit or whatever, but they're mm. a little bit. Yeah. A little bit on Starting the stale to get side. A bit stale. Yeah, I agree. Um, I forgot to ask a moment ago, but what happens to Brian from here? Goes to Raw, um, goes to NXT, goes to NXT he'll UK. Prob- he'll probably take some time off and just show back up on SmackDown. Um, <laughs> although he has he has been talking a lot about AEW recently, which is interesting. Mm. Um, well, his, his contract's up in September, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's um He's been quite vocal about wanting to work with other promotions as well. Uh, I mean, there's there's a, a list of dream matches for Brian, like outside of WWE for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's... That being said, there's a list of dream matches for Brian in NXT. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I desperately want to see Daniel Bryan versus Pete Dunne. want to see oh, Adam Bryan Cole, Balor would be awesome. Connor O'Reilly, Balor. Yeah. Um, who else? Gargano, Ciampa. And then NXT UK, like Dragunov and Brian, I think it'd be a fucking an awesome Walter. match. Walter. A-Kid, that'd be a fucking... Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Brian Trent would be a storytelling masterpiece. Yeah. So oh, yeah, there's, there's there. a lot of there's a lot of matches like within the company that if the if they just like kind of went yeah let's let's just do this let's let's like while while Brian's contract run down while he's like saying he's thinking about retiring just have him let's just have him have all just, these all yeah. these dream matches yeah you know what they did with Cena where they had them as like the free agents yeah. Yeah, and he could show up wherever he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 more intrigued about what happens at the moment. What happens when his contract actually expires? Because 
that'll be the real interesting thing if especially yeah. if he's like as we say he's, he's kind of teasing that he wants to like do a bit of company hopping but mm-hmm. yeah he's yeah. talking about oh, he wants to match with Kenny Omega he's talking about how oh, he wants to do stuff with the Young Bucks mm. there's a, there's like countless people in Japan that you like Brian and Card that have been incredible oh man so yeah the, there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of like question marks around Daniel Bryan right now like for good reason mm-hmm. yeah. because there there is like a great deal of dream matches we could get absolutely uh, my highs and lows um, obviously high main event outstanding superb uh, match of the year candidate for me um, without sound like a broken record my low point is the women's division <laughs> I, I don't even at this point I don't even care I don't care that that's my low every week and I don't care for the women's division make me care please make me care um, yeah. before we go shout out to uh, our sponsors and endorsements and whatnot. Um, if you want beard stuff, uh, go over to thatchface.com. They have an amazing range of beard balms, beard oils, grooming kits, brushes, combs, uh, gift sets, some really good apparel as well, T-shirts, uh, wash bags, and the like. Um, if you use the discount code UWP20, uh, then you'll get 20% off your purchase and uh, a portion of the proceeds go to Testicular Cancer UK Charity, um, which is an awesome, awesome cause. If you want wrestling-themed beer, get yourself over to topropebrewing.com. UWP's very own Big Tasty is head brewer over there and brews up some fantastic beverages, all wrestling-themed. They had some new ones the last week or so. You'll have to remind me again. I always forget. On Monday, just gone. Uh, So they've got... Uh, lemon cheesecake, Cold Stone Cream Austin, which is a treat. Uh, Shock the Citra, which is like a grapefruity t- kind of IPA, which is very nice. And um, Hall, of, Hall of Pano Chocolat, which is a Mark Henry themed chocolate stout. Beautiful. Realistically, so, yeah. you probably could have called that sexual chocolate stout. <laughs> so yeah that's that's top rope room for all of your your beer needs um jay social media where can the people find us you can find us over on facebook and youtube untitled wrestling podcast just search them uh we do a lot of our watch alongs and uh, all the stuff on there um when we're like when there's pay-per-views next one is probably going to be wrestlemania backlash and then week after that double or nothing um and there is also our Twitter, Twitch, and Discord, which are all untitled rest pod. Um, Twitter we use pr- primarily to kind of promote like new episodes of the podcast and um, like when we're doing watch alongs and streaming on Twitch. Uh, Twitch at time recording, it is a Saturday. So we'll be doing our Saturday night gaming stream as always with our friends. If you want to be a part of that, join our Discord server and uh, you can basically get the invite to the games because that's how we communicate with everyone through that. Yes, um, And it's not just wrestling bands on there. We talk about all kinds of stuff, uh, comic books, um, music. Film and TV. Film and TV, beer. Food um, and drink. <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not just a wrestling server. It's a full-blown community now, uh, which is very cool. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we're trying to just grow that as much as possible because... We like talking to people who listen to us. We like talking to like-minded individuals. Indeed. Um, yeah, that's our social media. Superb. 
Thanks for listening, guys. Very much appreciated. We'll catch you again soon. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.